Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hey everyone, welcome back to our latest episode. So today, Rosa and I thought it would be very, very interesting to start off our series called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love. And of course, the idea is that we're not meant to fall in love with each other, but a really just a personal way for really for us to get to know one another and our listeners to get to know us. We're going to start with set one uh, for today. So it's a, a list of 11 questions to go over. So with that, we're going to actually jump right into it. Our first question, which is, Rosa, you can start first. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Steve Jobs, for sure. And just because I just want to pick his brain, he's a hero of mine. I am in interface design. So he pretty much set the standard for what we do nowadays. So I would like to ask him a couple questions and just overall talk to him and like learn by osmosis you know try to soak in all of the genius as much as i can <laughs> what about you yeah rosa i think for me someone i would want to invite is michelle fawn i've actually followed her since i was very young and she's just one of those very confident um, self-growth entrepreneurs that i would love to pick her brain on and just understand how she works i think she's one of those entrepreneurs too that really learned everything on her own so really asking her like how she's able to ma maintain that motivation and passion she has and then bring it into every aspect of her work. One that's historical uh, is actually Grace Lee Boggs. She's a an activist that was really active in the late uh, mid to late 90s. And she was really, really kind of prominent in the labor civil rights movement, feminism, black power. Um, so I think I would just love to hear her experiences growing up in mid to late 90s and then really how she was able to support the movement that was going on during that time. All right. <clears throat> Second question. Would you like to be famous? And in, if yes or no, in what way? Okay, that's a tough question because I really look down on what people nowadays call famous because I really don't think that they bring anything much input to society, you know, Kardashian style. But I would say if I... If I was to be famous, I would be something along the lines of like Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye the Science Guy. So kind of like sharing my love for science. So maybe I will have like a How to Code series or something like that. And also, you know, I I love writing and I would like to become a novelist someday when I have the time. So something like Hemingway or H. HD or something like that, you know, a, a real cool novelist that actually like moved the needle and, you know, make people think about something that is that they see in their daily lives in a different way. Same here, Rosa. I don't think I would want to be famous. However, I would want to be well known in the field that I'll eventually grow in. Um, so maybe not the whole population knows about me, but the specific niche that's really like updating that space uh, can really see the value of my work. Uh, I, I think being famous and the idea of like being seen in the public eye is something that's really scary, right? Like if you're an artist or an idol, it's like you're being, your movement and every movement is being tracked. So that's not something I would want. I mean, unless 
I am able to marry Jimin from BTS, but that's not going to happen. So I was going to say, don't you want to be a K-pop idol, though? No, you know, first of all, I'll have to lose like 500 pounds. And then second of all, it's definitely too rough, very visuals oriented. And I like obviously do not have any of the singing or dancing capabilities to be an idol. Okay, so moving along. Number three, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? So for me, I am a type A person. I wouldn't say like maybe casual telephone calls to like my friends or family. That's fine. But especially like for work, if I'm actually like hosting a meeting or going through a call, I usually have like an agenda or script that I go through. It's actually really typical in the work that I do um, at my organization. Uh, But yeah, I think like, especially if you are asking for someone's time in a professional space or someone that maybe is like your two steps removed from, I think it's always helpful to have an agenda. So in a way, you're not really wasting their time. You want to make sure you're getting the most out of that conversation you have with the other person. I am completely the opposite. I just go by, you know, I just go with the flow and, you know, try to come up with things as I go along, which for the most part, I think it has worked in my life. But like you said, sometimes in the workforce, it's not such a good idea. And always like waiting for, you know, a hit of of kind of uh, inspiration to hit me. And sometimes <laughs> it doesn't happen. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to say something smart. Say something smart, Rosa, now. And I just don't know what to say. I'm just like, well, yeah, that was a cool interface. And I don't know what to say, you know, like I kind of have learned to have a little bit of go to phrases, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah we should circle back to that. <laughs> and whatever the project managers say, <laughs> the project managers hear me now, <laughs> you know, whatever they say, I just kind of take from them like, oh, yeah, we could make a meeting about that. Or oh, I'll hit you back later, you know. Was there any time that it backfired on you? Oh, just being a spontaneous? Yeah. All the freaking time, but I just don't know. <laughs> I just can't rehearse things because, like, honestly, I feel like I'm very impulsive. And if I was to rehearse things, then I will get to cerebral because I overthink. So then I will fumble the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. So the best way for me to do it is just cold turkey. Because the minute I start thinking about it, I think about it in a thousand different ways. And then just like, well, he could say that, but then A, B, C, oh, we can go here too. And then I'm like, overthinking and it's already like you know i already spoke for 20 minutes so in that regard let's move on to number four (laughs) what would you constitute a perfect day for you that's hilarious because so we have this thing at my organization called lunch buddies and recently or actually today i had my lunch buddy quote-unquote date with uh someone from my organization and that was a question i actually asked him so this is hilarious that we're bringing it up now a perfect day for me I think it's something because I'm more of a type A person, it would be something that's really relaxed where it's not planned ahead. So it's like spontaneous to the point where like there are a lot of things that are happening that day. So um, I would wake up, I would do a workout that I find on YouTube or whatever. And then, you know, let's just assume that this is not happening during COVID. I would go out and get brunch with my closest friends. We'll catch up for a few hours at this really nice location um, in Brooklyn or Queens. And it would just be like a place where there's not too many people in a cafe, like just the right amount. I would say around like 50% capacity is perfect. And then from there, we'll explore a, a neighborhood around that area that has been unexplored. Again, I want to caveat that um, the less people, the better. So somewhere that's not crowded. Um, and then we'll just end the day, uh, maybe catching a movie or 
uh, going near the water where we could kind of see the skyline. Um, being able just, I think, catching up with folks, um, getting good food, and then making that actually like person-to-person connection uh, would be something that would be the perfect day for me. Oh, Emily, I hate people too. I love like not seeing people. So for me, a perfect day will be what I've been doing lately, which is just staying in my house and reading and also being productive, you know, a couple hours of coding, a couple hours of writing and reading a book and seeing my friends for a couple hours. I have a boyfriend now, so like hanging out with him is so much fun because we we love to talk about politics. I mean, come on, he's French. That's what they do for breakfast. So we do talk about a lot about politics, which is it's really exciting for me. And yeah, like having a connection, like you said, is very important. Wow. So the perfect day is already happening to you, Rosa, isn't it? It is. But sometimes like you can get a lot of a good thing. Like sometimes I do feel like, especially now because there's a curfew in Paris. and So we can't really go out after 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just like, okay, well, this was awesome, but I want to see other people. And, you know, like, it takes a while. Like, I have to wait for the weekend to see my other friends. Or it's hard because, you know, everybody works, like, goes to work because I don't know what's wrong with the French. They don't like to teletravail, work from home. There's not that many people that work from home. So, you know, that cut, like, I want to see other people. And that's that's when it's like, wow, you you can't have too much of a perfect thing. Yeah. I mean, I, again, just missing that human interaction, right? So it's just like, I like to be surrounded by people, strangers, but like not too many strangers, while also just be connected with my like two or three friends that I have. That takes us to number five, um, which is really random, but when did you last sing to yourself and or to someone else? To myself? every day like today i was like pretending that Nicki Minaj and like she has a song called good form so i was like you know doing my twerking workout no wait that was yesterday wow today i just run so yesterday i sang to myself and to someone else i sang to my boyfriend i think two days ago we were having like i was teaching him how to dance tango and i was singing you know one of those Argentinian tango songs to him you know to get into the ambiance like right now we're in Paris but maybe in a couple months we will be in Buenos Aires (laughs) that's the cutest thing oh for me so the last thing I sang to myself uh was today I think I like to start off my mornings with like some k-pop music so I usually use like one or two songs to pump me up in the morning um and so I I would like savage love i say that it was so good it was i played that like three at least three times um and then i i do another rendition of like dynamite by bts because that's always a great one it's also great because like i could actually sing in english and follow along the last time i sang to someone else i haven't been in a romantic relationship in the past year where i would sing to someone else but um i guess if you count karaoke which happened Definitely sometime in January, um, in like in a karaoke room, that's time when I sang to a group of people. So I guess that counts. Next question. If you're able to live till the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 30 years of your life, which would you want? Let me preface this with saying that I'm from Miami, so I'm shallow. <laughs> okay, actually, 
I would like to have the body of a 30-year-old and the mind of a 90-year-old. And let me tell you why. Because, you know, there's a saying that says, más sabe el diablo por viejo que por diablo. The devil knows more because he's old, not because he's the devil. So I feel like it would be awesome to have all of the knowledge of a 90-year-old, but still look good. You know what I mean? Like, I want to have, like, the, the wisdom of my grandma. My grandma is super chill, super, super progressive, you know? Like, Native American goddess so like i just want to be like that you know keep like have that mentality but have this body so i can still like you know do sports and stuff wait so do you like the next let's say the day after do you want to magically just have like the mindset of a 90 year old is that what you're trying to say yeah wasn't that a question like if you live to the age of 90 you have to retain either the mind or the body right so yeah, i would retain the, the body the last three years of your life so let's say like you're 30 right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. That makes sense. <laughs> I read the question and now I'm answering it wrong. Um, yeah, same for me. I would say the body. But now that I think about it, it is actually a trick question because I assume body would be first. But like, what if you have a mind of a 90 year old and like there's a risk that you get Alzheimer's? That's really like you just become lost and confused. So that's actually like a risk that you would get. Or you would be okay with that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, as long as I have like a, a strong, you know, healthy mind, then I wouldn't mind. But obviously, if you're, if you're, you have Alzheimer's, then obviously, then I'd rather have my mind. But I mean, I'm knocking on wood. Like, my family has a good history of good mental health. So, well, so like in that regard, at least. <laughs> so I think we'll be, I will be fine. So, yeah, that's true. Like, I don't want to be 90. I don't want to suddenly age to 90 and not be able to do, like, active activities. At least, like, for mentally, if I can able, am able to, like, just have maybe, like, the next five years as a 30-year-old. And then, like, after that might get Alzheimer's or some kind of, like, mental disease. I think I would have at least enjoyed that part of my life. While I feel like if I started with 90 years old, it's kind of hard because you're, you can't really do much physically. So go, moving along, do you have a, a secret hunch about how you will die? This is a dark one. I don't know how yeah. they managed to like put these. <laughs> Sprinkle that in. I know, right? Um, no, I don't. I'm not a person that like has intuition or anything like that. But I could say about like where how I don't want to die, like which is drowning. Um, I'm terrified of water. So I anything that involves like really slow death. I think would be very, very traumatizing. Like, I just hope that, like, my death would be quick. Or, like, I, if I am passing, it's it's not through a disease or anything, but it's, like, I'm amazing or unhealthy one day, and then, like, suddenly I just die in my sleep. Like, that's the best I can hope for. How about you? I just want to die in the revolution. So when that happens, I would like to fight, you know, standing up. I mean, to I mean, no shade. Like, I really... I just want to... I wish I could die for a cause. I don't have any hunch. I don't really think about dying, but I don't really see myself getting old, like really old. I I really want to enjoy my life as much as possible and travel and be part of politics and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I I feel like sometimes like when you I want to live hard, so I don't think that I'm going to make it to 80, you know? I think that I'm probably going to die 
not very young, but you know, like mid like mid age or something like that. And I mean, I want to do it quick, but and I obviously don't want to die a painful death, but at the same time, I wanted it to mean something. Girl, I thought you were going to say like mid 30s or something. I'm like, girl, that's like coming up soon. Yo, you know, I used to when I used to be like 16 i used to say mid 30s now i gotta back it up which is very interesting because like maybe like when i'm 40 i'm gonna back it up some more so we'll see you know right right yeah that takes us to our next question name three things you and your partner appear to have in common politics for sure because we are both really left which i love (sighs) my sherry and then i say that we're hopeless romantics um we really are like you know kind of like the people that dance after dinner for no reason so i really like that about him and i mean we're both programmers so if that if that is part of the you know something that in in something else in common and we're idealists just like sprinkle that extra bonus one because i feel like you have to kind of be an idealist to I mean, sometimes to live in my in my mind because, you know, like the world is shit. So you have to have hope for the future. If not, what's the point? That's hilarious, Rosa, because I read it as like you and your partner as in like me and you. But I can... <laughs> I can we are first. partners too. <laughs> um, I can go first on why I look for an ideal partner and then we can maybe like share what we think we have in common too. Which is so interesting because I also feel like we have we're so different, such different people, um, but yet we're like doing this podcast and talking about so many things. Um, so for three things, me and my partner appear to have in common, or like a future partner, I guess it's like um, number one. I agree with you, Rosa, in terms of like politics and civil society, being able to be like passionate and understanding of current events and how it relates to their identity. I think it's really important. Um, number two is being able to like um have that idea of like being respected towards elderly and the family like family is really core part of their values and then number three i think someone that is um can be emotionally and physically challenging or like in terms of being able to like push the other person to explore a new idea or challenge themselves or yeah just like push each other in like the products that we're doing um so those are the three but Rosa, <laughs> what are the uh, three things that we might have in common? Well, you know, astrology says that we have similar communication styles, which I agree, because we're both better respected of each other. I think we're both very courageous because we are, you know, we're ready to go there when a lot of people are not. That's why we have this podcast. And I think that we're both very resilient because we both went through a lot of different things and we're still here. We're still trying hard. We don't, we, you know, as much as, you know, we have get knocked down, we go up again. So we have the go-getter attitude. Yeah, me next. Um, I think we're ama- we're both really passionate about the work. So I th- even though we have quite a different working styles, like this podcast is still going. We're 12 episodes strong. So I, I love being able to like work on something creatively with you. Um, number two, I think we're like kind of badass bitches <laughs> at times, but it comes up in certain ways, right? Like in how we show up, um, whether like in personal spaces or maybe even at work, being able to like know what we want and be able to get it. 
And then number three, I also just love our um, our attraction to like similar music, right? So like obviously we made a whole podcast episode about it, but like being able to talk and share our love for K-pop. So those are the three. Next question. For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Ooh, this is hard. Um, this might sound like a very typical answer, but I would say friends and family. I think I've grew up in environments where I, I do feel loved by friends and family. So I've never really had, you know, negative experiences navigating kind of both sides. I mean, I was a slightly bullied back in elementary school, but that was like a really small part of my life. Um, so I, I'll just say I'm really grateful for the existing connections I have. And also at the age that I am, being able to know that I have this strong network that I can always easily tap into um, without actually having to look for it. I know um, in some situations or some of my friends in their late 20s, especially depending on where they live or where they are now, it's so hard to like find that connection because you know when you were in high school or college, you could always go down the street and like meet friends and all that, but it's just so much harder as an adult. So I'm grateful that I already have this community of people that I can reach out to and communicate with and enjoy, you know, my life with. Ditto. Like, definitely my family and friends, like the connections that I have, I find them that are extremely important. Um, I have moved around a lot, so I'm happy that I'm able to still keep in touch with the people that I made friends with in different places. Like, for example, you and I, like we talk to each other a lot, even though we live in different parts of the world and we even have different, you know, time zones and everything. So I really value that that we are still able to have a connection. And I really think that's important because like you said, there's a lot of people that are alone in the world, you know, loneliness kills. And that's part of one of the biggest reasons for mental health problems. So I'm really happy that I have friends and I have a really supportive family. All right. So two more questions now. Question number 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? This is a little personal, I guess, but I mean, I love the way my parents raised me. They gave me autonomy, but at the same time, they were strict. You know, they didn't give me the, you can be anything you want, Kool-Aid. So then, then, so I would end up with like a useless major. They were really like, okay, well, you need to make money, girl. So anyway, the only thing I guess is that, I mean, my parents got divorced, so I didn't see much of my dad for a while. So I wish that they would have stayed together or maybe like, I mean, I know that that's kind of impossible, but maybe make it easier for me to see both of them around the same amount of time. But I know that's hard, you know, but yeah, that would have been what I would change. This one's very personal for me, too. I would say when I was growing up, I kind of wish I was more exposed to more. I don't want to say cultural, but like physical and musical activities. Like I I, I know a lot of Asians. um are you know exposed to like piano or violin all of that and, and be able to like pick up the, the hobby or, or not um, but I think I wish I was be able to like have access to kind of the d different things or extracurriculars I can focus on um, that you know today I might still be doing so that was one okay so the last question for this set if you could wake up tomorrow having gained 
any one quality or ability, what would it be? I mean, if we're going to go supernatural here, I think it would be amazing if I could teleport. <laughs> Just not thinking about the scientifics of it. Um, but it would be so easy. I don't have to take the train. I don't have to drive. I don't have to really do anything. I could just like snap my finger and be able to get to where I want. Obviously, there's like a lot of privacy things because you don't want to like drop in on your friend's apartment without noticing. But somewhere where you're able to teleport and like maybe like someone gets a ping that they're co you're coming over or something like that. Like you could teleport only to public spaces, um, having restrictions around it. But I think that'll be a really cool quality to have. First of all, like for Supernatural, just eating all I want without gaining weight. <laughs> I should have said that. Girl, because I like to eat, you know, so I could go to fit every day and not care about that. But if I had to say a quality, then it would be patience because I don't have any patience whatsoever. And sometimes I say things that are really hurtful because like I really like people like really like I people made me lose my patience like all the time and I wish I had more but I don't and I really try especially now living in France where everyone is like super slow you know so even in Paris you know all you know every time I'm in somewhere else people are like oh Paris Parisians are running fast and I'm just like for French people I guess because that's not really fast if you ever been to Hong Kong that's fast you know <laughs> New York that's fast Paris fast but not like super fast anyway so i wish i had patience because at the end of the day if you really think about it like sometimes i get so crazy about things and then i sit down and it's like but why like sometimes i'm like just like we need to do this now he's like but why like we can't go anywhere it's after nine so <laughs> we have a lot of time <laughs> you know it's like i need to chill out so that will be my quality Ooh, wait, let me just add in the quality too. I would say um, um, unlimited confidence, but not to the way to the way where it's cocky, uh, cockiness. I think it was just like being able to like be proud of my own decisions and move forward with it. Obviously, be allowing for flexibility for input, but like, yeah, not have like self-doubt, which I think a lot of us um, often feel. All right, so that wraps up our first set of questions. So FYI for our listeners, we're going to go into set two and set three in our later episodes. Um, so we hope you got something interesting out of it. We'll share the PDF file of these questions that you can do with your own partner or friends. And on that note, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.